You're listening to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Carbajal. Let's get started. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I am your host, Elijah Carbajal. I'm a fourth grade general education teacher in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am the host of the show, and as I stated in the pilot episode, the shut up and teach mentality is not a call to toxic positivity, nor is that phrase shut up and teach uh, to be used as an excuse to just ignore your problems. It's all about setting aside your problems, especially the negative ones, in the moment so that you can do what is right for kids. So I hope that you've been able to do that, and I hope that even now maybe you can set aside some of those things you've been uh, focusing on and maybe just enjoy this episode, and I hope that you get something from it. This is episode two of the podcast, and on this episode, I want to discuss why we should not just be giving Uh, why we should not just be teaching lessons, but giving kids experiences. Now, let me clarify a couple things about what I mean when I say lessons. I don't mean that 20 minute, you know, 15 minute mini lesson that, you know, is followed up by, you know, small group work or some kind of other activity, you know, that is, is designed to you know, engage the kids in the learning even more. That's not what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm a firm believer that you know, direct teacher instruction when necessary is absolutely important. You're going to have to teach. Um, That's, I mean, that's your job. You're a teacher. You're going to have to do those things, which may mean you kind of hold those mini lessons or you do reteaching concepts in small groups. So that's not what I'm talking about when I say lessons. When I say lessons, I mean the traditional lesson, you know, the type lecture for almost your entire class period you know, have the students copy what you write down on the board and then have them answer the questions in the workbook. Those days should be long gone because we've discovered that this is not best practice. You know, they shouldn't be gone just because it's not my style, you know, because Elijah said so. It's because it's not best practice. It's not, hey, this is one teacher's style of teaching and that teacher, you know, lectures and, and all that. And, you know, I don't think that's right. It's a matter of what is best practice. Over time, educators have discovered that this traditional approach to teaching is not as effective as we once thought. Whereas it has been found that giving students an experience related to the content they are learning goes further to embed concepts and skills uh, into their brains much more effectively. That's why you see a lot of teachers using hands-on activities with their students. It allows for the students to apply the work to real-life situations, not just get getting a correct answer on a page. That's not what we want. So I thought that, you know, for this episode, I thought that I would give you guys a bit of a comparison, you know, to, you know, to kind of show the comparison between what I'm talking about here. I thought I'd take you back to a couple of instances in my own teaching career. So instance number one, this was during a time or during a year that I thought was actually a pretty great year. I had a really great class. It was a small class. I had 17 kids that year. Um, And uh, it was, but they were a great class. They were, 
you know, they got along with each other very well. You know, we built really great relationships, but I had this flaw. Um, and that's that I lectured too much. Yeah. The shut up and teach guy. I lectured too much and I couldn't get past it. Like I had little, you know, shut up and teach moments or, you know, every once in a while I was able to kind of pull out some, you know, teach like a pirate magic, you know, even though I didn't even know what teach like a pirate was at the time, but by default, I'm kind of a lecturer and that's, that's kind of dangerous. Um, my kids learned a lot that year, but I sometimes wonder how much more they would have learned that year, how much more they would have left with if I was able to give them more experiences. On one, in, on, uh, on one day, I found myself explaining the difference between kinetic and potential energy. But again, I'm lecturing. The class seemed to understand for the most part, you know, but when it came time to take their test at the end of the unit, they absolutely bombed it. I couldn't believe it. Like I was so upset. I was so disappointed. And like, I kept finding excuses for why they didn't pass the test and why they couldn't explain the difference between those two categories of energy. It was like, I did my part. Like I, you know, I told you guys all the difference, like, like what happened? Like, were you not paying attention? Were you absent that day? Like, you know, did you eat breakfast? You know, like literally coming up with everything. Like maybe they didn't eat breakfast. And so maybe they were too hungry and they couldn't focus. Like, seriously, I was coming up with excuses. I was looking for someone or something to blame instead of just telling myself to shut up and teach. Honestly, that's what it was. So what really went wrong? Let's analyze this for a minute. So the first thing, my lesson was absolutely boring. Like lectures are straight up just, I mean, they're not meant to be entertaining. I mean, you can make them entertaining, but I wasn't. Uh, my lesson was boring. No one would engage because there was honestly no reason to engage. Like, honestly, let's think about this for a second. Like, how are we expecting kids to engage in our lecture when all we do is talk and then get mad at students if they make the slightest sounds. Like there's no room for engagement in a lecture. And then there was my test, there was my assessment. My test was a traditional paper, pencil, fill in the blank, multiple choice, and one open-ended response question at the very end of the test. Literally everything I did was the traditional form of teaching and assessing, and it failed failed miserably. It wasn't effective. The next year, I knew I had to be different. I couldn't just lecture and expect it to click. And remember, this isn't just for this one instance. Like this is me going through this transition of like, you know, transitioning from that like lecture, traditional style of teaching to giving kids experiences in every area. It wasn't just this one area. I knew it had to be different. So I couldn't just lecture and, you know, expect them to get it right away. I knew like, like I had to figure something out. So after reading up and doing some PD and reading some sweet books, like kids deserve it and teach like a pirate, I began to realize not just the error of my old teaching style, but I began to realize the benefits of teaching with experiences. And so I started to create as many experiences as I could. And, you know, not just with science, but 
in areas of math and language arts as well. Um, when it came though to teaching that that unit on energy and teaching them, you know, difference between potential and kinetic and all that, I knew that the lecture wouldn't work. Okay, I knew it. Like it didn't work before, so it's not going to work this time. Um, side note. If something isn't working with our students one year, why would we try it again the next year? Just, I don't know, food for thought. Anyway, back to the lecture at hand. What could I do differently this year? That's where I started. I started with a simple question. What could I do differently? I just asked the question about how I can make it better. And honestly, I'm not like, this is like, I can't believe it took me this long to realize it. This is not like my idea. This is not Elijah's you know, tips and tricks. Honestly, like I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, it wasn't until I read Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess that I started asking questions. You know, how can I make this better? How can I, you know, do this or that? Um, there's, you know, the readers encouraged in that book to ask questions like, how can I take this lesson outside? Um, is there a way that I can include movement into this lesson? Is there a way that I can transform my classroom or myself to hook the students into the content you know so i'm not claiming here that you know i'm a creative genius i just ask a lot of questions well that our school that year had um, these tablets that could be checked out for students to use for different things so i asked the question how can students use the tablets to demonstrate their learning after a, like so when it came time day of the lesson Here's what I ended up doing. I gave a really brief explanation, like really brief, like no more than 10 minutes long of just kind of potential kinetic is what they are. And then I gave them this assignment. I told them they needed to demonstrate these two types of energy in a video recorded on their tablets. That's all the directions I gave them. So what happens next is not like, credit to Elijah. It's credit to the kids. Like I just gave them the opportunity to do what they did. They're the ones who made the magic. So I didn't stop there though. The next part of the opportunity came when I let them film outside so that they would have more freedom and to uh, kind of choose what they recorded and it wouldn't be as crowded. So um, anyway, I, you know, sent them outside. They started working with some partners to help them record things. And as I kind of roamed the play playground, you know, checking up on them, you know, trying not to interrupt them, I noticed the one thing, there was one thing that I was seeing this year that was missing from the year before, and it was engagement. There were like no heads hanging low, no students whispering back and forth to each other about what they ate for lunch. Like no students were like nodding off, trying to stay awake, like there was a hundred percent engagement and it was amazing to see they were helping each other. Um, like they were fully, fully engaged in everything that they were doing and their demonstrations that they filmed were on point. Um, as I went back and I watched their recordings, I was blown away because there were kids explaining, you know, like they're, they're on film, like they're talking, they're giving like a, you know, this dialogue as they're filming and they're going, saying things like, oh, as I hold the tether ball, it's not moving. It's an example of potential energy. But when I hit it and apply force, now it has kinetic energy. And they're showing all this and like discussing this. It was really like amazing to see. There were other kids like jumping off swings. They were um, dancing. They were kicking like a soccer ball. 
all sorts of things. And this to me showed me the other thing that I was missing from the year before. And it was authentic learning. Like experiences truly bring about authentic learning. Um, it wasn't just, oh, this is what I need to write down off the board, you know, memorize it and then take the test and then forget it on the bus ride home. It was students demonstrating real understanding of a concept and they were doing it in a real life situations. And you just can't get that from a lecture. You can't get that from a, from a workbook. And really that's what teaching should result in application of concepts and skills in real life situations, right? I mean, we're preparing kids for life. Let's prepare them the right way. That day, uh, I mean, I was blown away. I saw it for myself, the difference that I, I saw the difference with my own eyes. I, I knew that I had to, as much as I could and as best as I could, provide students with opportunities to engage in those those types of authentic learning experiences. And I'm not saying that, you know, I've arrived, that I've perfected this. By no means am I saying that. Um, honestly, there's days where I probably still talk too much, or maybe I don't give enough of those opportunities in, you know, the day. Um, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still getting better at this thing as we go along. But I never stop asking those questions about how I can make it more exciting and more engaging. So I just wanted to share those stories with you to kind of encourage those of you who are doing those things to keep going and, you know, to kind of show those who maybe like you're stuck in that lecture type format or, you know, stuck in the traditional way of doing things. Like if I can get out of that mentality and if, if I can get out of there and change my methods, anyone can. So. That's all I got for this episode on giving kids experiences. I hope you like this episode and that this podcast really spoke to you. Um, I also hope to connect with you all. You can find me on Twitter um, at at Carba Eli or just search the hashtag shut up and teach. Until next time, thanks for listening. for listening to this episode of the shut up and teach podcast if you like this episode feel free to share it with a friend or on social media i always welcome feedback so be sure to leave a comment about your thoughts on this episode until next time Music.